Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Common Kaiser Show. It's great to be here, and it's great to not only have our two guests here as well, but we also have our special star co-host here, Mr. Matthew Hot or Matt Hot. Matt will be assisting me in this episode, kind of, I don't know if I'd say that was more impromptu. We kind of talked about the other day, and I was just like, you know what? Hey, Matt. Matt's, Matt, Matt is my roommate here in Columbus right now, so... We're recording from my bedroom in my an hour apartment here uh, in University Village in Columbus. So, Matt, welcome. Thank you for helping me with this. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, going on to our two guests today, our special guests. Uh, they are joining us uh, over the phone uh, from from Florida. They are a few minutes away from here, but that's all good. We're glad to have them here from mm-hmm. West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, they are uh, mm-hmm. our first married couple episode. Uh, they got married back in, I think it was like August 9th, 2019, but I think Tampa, Tampa Florida. It was, it was a great wedding. I was there. Awesome to be there. Our, our man in the relationship is from Stowe, Ohio, USA. <laughs> Stowe is, I think it's a decent town. Um, and then our woman in the relationship, I don't know why I'm saying man and woman, but is from Mizoram, India. Uh, t- currently, they both, as I said, both live in West Palm Beach, Florida. They, but they initially met in Japan, kind of an interesting middle ground, I guess. Um, one of them they I went to high school with at Lake Center Christian School. He graduated about a year after me, actually same year as my co-host. Uh, and the other she graduated from, I saw St. Paul High School. Never been there, but uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Uh, both studied at Tokyo Christian Universities, and I'd like to introduce, finally, after all this talking, our guests, Caleb and Esther Smith. So welcome to the show, you two. Thank you. Hi, it's great to be here. We're excited. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Glad you guys are ready. Are we, are we ready for the warm-up here? awesome i love it okay on a scale of one to ten how good of a driver is the other so starting from one being bad and ten being good how would you rate the others driving you go first okay i can't drive um but caleb's driving is crazy he drives like a lunatic Define um, lunatic. But he's a safe, yeah, but he's a safe driver though. He's really cautious, but he drives crazy. So um, I don't know. At the same time. Yeah, at the same time. That's kind of very. Yeah. That's kind of conflicting. Could you expound upon that? Like, what would you say, a five, and then go from there, maybe? So, like, I think he's an amazing driver, but it's just so scary when he's driving, especially here in Florida. Um, like sometimes he would try to, you know, like before the light turns red, he would just try to go like zoom it in. Mm, yes. And, okay. Like, yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. So not a safe driver. Probably. Well, I, I think you're a safe driver, but. But I'm good at avoiding yeah. stupid drivers. Yeah. Gotcha. So when Caleb wants to be a safe driver, he can be, but he gets a little rowdy behind the wheel and gets too <laughs> angrily excited from time to time. Is that yeah. what I'm getting? So what number yeah, would you give him? Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe like eight or nine. Eight wow. or nine. Wow. Look I, at that. I praise. 
I'm Maybe just glad you didn't say ten. <laughs> she did say she doesn't know how to drive, so. Yes. So Caleb, but, what's your take on this? Um, as far as a rating for Esther? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, well, I think she's only driven once that once with me that I'm aware of, and we just drove in a parking lot, and she did really well. So I think she'll be a safe driver as long as she stays focused. Gotcha. I think she's going to be a good driver. So, so I'm going to give like... her. Yeah, I'm going to give her probably an eight or a nine. Wow, look at this guy. Guess he's not sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> okay, next one's going to be an interesting one. So fill in the blank, and we'll start with Caleb because you, because Esther's starting the other one. So Caleb, fill in the blank. Esther is? Amazing. All right. <laughs> Oh my wow. gosh. <laughs> my heart is blushing. Oh. All right, Esther, your turn. <laughs> Caleb is. <clears throat> Caleb is. Sweet. He is what? He's that, like, he's sweet. He's kind. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. All right, well, he must be kinder to you than he is to me. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. All right, next question. What is the farthest you've ever felt from home? Not necessarily physically been from home, but where is the farthest you've ever felt from home? <clears throat> so, should I go first? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, for me, I... My father's a pastor and a missionary as well, so we, I travel a lot, so I don't have a place that I would call home. But um, for me, home is more like a person. And so, like, Caleb, for example, he is my home. Um, so the farthest that I feel from home would be when we were, like, apart from each other. When I was in Japan and when he was here in America. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I would answer that question in a similar way. It's it's interesting because my home or my the how I, I guess my parents' home, which I called home growing up, um, was actually the farthest I felt from home because when I came back from Japan after proposing to Esther, I lived with my parents for a little bit and that was actually the time I felt farthest from home. So and I was I was right at home technically, but hmm. I really wasn't. So it's kind of funny how that works. All right, well, how very relational. <laughs> I'm gonna hand this next one off to my co-host. So Matt. So the next question is: If someone wrote a biography about both of you, what do you think the title should be? So like the both of us together, or what do I think Esther's book should be, or vice versa? Uh, if both of you. So. Were yeah, so both of you. If someone wrote a biography about both of you, ooh, mm. how romantic. What do you think the title <laughs> of that book should be? Ooh, the title of our love story? Is that what it is? <laughs> sure, why not? Or, be, our, yeah. or like or like Caleb like personally, uh, you know, like him his life story and my life story or Yes, yeah, like yeah, Caleb yeah. And Esther. Caleb and Esther. All right. Hey, you know, if it, it ain't if it ain't broke, why try to fix it? 
All right, so this brings <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about yeah. this one. This brings me to my first audience question. So I like to put oh, a poll out oh. on, on my uh, instinct. What? Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I I, sh- I spoke. To <laughs> oh, well, Caleb. I was I was I was here sitting here deep in thought about what. Uh, no, what my apologies. I, I I just oh, no, felt but... a vibe of consensus. But Caleb, please know what's what's your biography story? I misspoke. Go on. So I'm gonna go with something super cheesy. But maybe something like the broken the broken roads that led to home, or something like I don't know. I like that. Or the yeah, mm, the broken because we both, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're both pretty open to the fact that we've made a lot of mistakes in life, but um, you know we trust God to get us through it, and eventually we we come back to each other and we come back to Him. So mm, I see. I like that. That's good title thanks matt look at that i love it so yeah broken roads sorry i had to burp a little there uh so my next question uh is an audience question i'm a little nervous about this one comes from my twin brother wyatt so why i uh matt's nervous about this one too um and wyatt is asking <laughs> Why are you guys such douchebags? <laughs> oh man, you're lumped into this now. Sorry. Yeah, so what, Esther, would you like you to start? <laughs> Why am I such a douchebag? Yeah. Why are you? I don't know. Someone have to tell me why I am. Maybe because know. I'm human. Maybe. I think it's just because Caleb's rubbing off on you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what that's what he's getting at. I think. Uh, I yeah. You just you just married into that douchebagism. Yeah. Have yeah, you sorry. have you have you and Esther had the talk on like why we call you douchebag at all or how that even? How I mean, that I, th- came I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Well, I, no no crap, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Broken Why roads. Why is he called a douchebag? Oh, you know what's funny? I think it started. I guess we can get into this more later. Uh, but you know, we'll start. We'll start the the next section off with that. I really want to talk about that more. But we, I want to get through some of these other warm up questions. But we'll touch on that. So, okay. so yeah. No, I'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll we'll keep the audience guessing until the, until they yeah. have to listen. They have to listen past the go. ad to get it's to it. It's a mystery question. It's a mystery question. Got it. Seven fifty points to open that box for the mystery. All right, Matt. You got a few more audience questions. I think you wanted to handle. I these do. Ones. So the next one is from Hallie Cole. What's your favorite vacation? You go first. Together. Um, like the uh, dream vacation or favorite vacation? Favorite, favorite vacation. vacation. Hmm. Matt, that Hilton Head vacation was actually pretty awesome. When we went shark fishing down in yeah. uh, down there in Hilton Head, that was pretty cool, actually. Well, that's I cool. I think that was that was easily that was easily top three for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool. When we pulled up to Cabela's, and I was like, "Oh, are we actually stopping?" <laughs> <laughs> the glory days. Oh. That was a lot of fun. Cool. Do, uh, Esther, do you have a favorite vacation? Well, no, not yet, but maybe in the future I will. A, a second favorite vacation? <laughs> a second favorite, I guess, would be like spring retreat from like when I was in my university. 
one mm. of the spring retreat. My senior spring retreat, yeah. Gotcha. That was my Alright, cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to the next question. Um so this is one from Angelina Seaman. Uh she asks, Can you lick your elbow? That's a no for me. Can you? Oh, she's no. trying. She's trying. No, she didn't get anywhere no. close. No. Okay. Sorry, we're both nope. Sorry, Angela. Darn. Mm, poor Angelina. What about you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can you guys do your elbows? I can lick my fingers. Matt's trying right now. I'm trying, but it's not working, so that's a no. All right. Well, don't fall off your chair. Uh, almost. Mm. But... <laughs> All right. So... So we can't lick our elbows. So another question she has is, if you were to give yourself a stereotypical old person name, what would it be? Marvin. Marvin. Cool. Yeah, Marvin. 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 All right. Your, yours, I, I mean, I would think yours would be Helga. Why is but that? I don't know. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah, she's, so we're just going with that one. Cool. Marvin and Helga. Ooh, fancy. All right, I got two more questions for you in this warm-up, then we'll wrap it up and go, or go to the next. Next question. Did the CIA kill JFK? No, I would say no. No. Esther? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. That's fair. Um, I just like to ask a conspiracy question. Some people believe that the CIA was kind of behind JFK getting shot. So, anyway... Mm. All right, final question. What is the best compliment you have ever received? As an individual, you personally, what is the best compliment you've ever received? I received a lot of compliments, but I don't know what is the best. What would be one of your, like, out of, say, a, a pot of compliments, what would you say might be one that you enjoy? It doesn't have to be the favorite, but just something you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know either. This is a tough one. Maybe I, I've I've heard a few times. Um, I think like not not even a few. I make it sound like a lot, but really not a, not many times. But I've heard it when somebody younger than me says that they aspire to be like me, and I just think that's really, really. I mean, that that kind of makes me, I guess, really blush and. Uh, that's really cool that, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess, doing something that somebody wants to repeat. So that meant All a lot right. to me when huh? that was said. So. Oh, what about nice. you guys? Look at this, Esther. You're trying to turn the question on us instead of answering it yourself. <laughs> I'll answer. I will answer. If you answer it, I will answer it back. Same. Ooh, that's good. Mm, that's good. Hold on. Let me think. Well, the thing is that I have a lot of things in my mind and, I, you know, it, I take time to think. That's why, like, I ask you to answer first. And she just gets so many compliments. It's hard <laughs> to choose. No. <laughs> what would you think? Um, don't ask me. I don't know. I, I, I'm not good at taking compliments, too, so, like, I don't have any favorite. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Caleb, what's your favorite compliment to give Esther? Oh, well, 
I think she's absolutely gorgeous, but I know that she doesn't think she is. So that's my favorite one because I'm hoping one of these days it's going to stick and mm. she's going to get it. All right. Sounds good. So I try, to, right. I, try to, I try to throw that one at her several times a day. Fair enough. Well, being a man of my word, Esther did not technically answer the question. So we're going to go. We're going to wrap <laughs> up the warm up. So congratulations. You guys survived the warm up. So pat yourselves on the heads and backs or whatever. So we're going to take a quick. A brief moment so I can mention our sponsor and then we'll be back to hear more about Caleb and Esther. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening in so far. Uh, we've been talking to Caleb and Esther, and, and by we, I mean me and my hot room, or not just roommate, but co host. And I don't mean hot as an attract, well, I guess attractive, but his last name is also Hot, Matt Hot. I guess to start off, let's, uh, so the structure of this, or not structure, or the way the conversation I want to flow, kind of start off talking a bit about uh, before Caleb and Esther met in Japan, just kind of getting a bit about their backgrounds, and then we'll go from there. So Caleb, I want to start with you. Uh, and this, I want to start with a audience question, and this comes from Angelina Seaman as well. And she is saying... Dis Wade speaking in a British accent. So actually, this will probably be both of you if you'd like. So I, I'm not a big fan of this question, but hey, you know what? I respect my audience members. So saying Dis Wade speaking in a British, British accent. So please be kind because we still got a few minutes in this interview. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm not British, but if I was British, I would say to please go get Wyatt on the phone because... You would sound much better. <laughs> well then. That that was pathetic. That was. <laughs> I tried. I'm yeah. not <laughs> You should have tried harder. Alrighty then. Well, um, I'm actually gonna hand this part off. I'm feeling kind of lazy. Matthew, can you take over for me? I'm gonna get a drink here. Just talk to him for me, will you, please? I suppose I can. So, how many siblings do you and how? do you have and how is and was your family dynamic well oh my okay i have a oh, week caleb you first no, no. i think it's either one Esther? it doesn't matter we're just having a good time here yeah i have five sisters including me um no brother what you ain't got no brothers no brother i have so, like a lot of cousin brothers but all right so no. how was that and in uh, all of your siblings, would you say that you, like, where do you rank on that? Like, oldest, middle, old, Oh, I'm youngest? the youngest. Oh, I'm so the you're youngest. the youngest. Okay, so. I'm the baby of the family. The you're the favorite. The favorite. <laughs> I'm more of a middle child kind of guy, but I may be biased. Because, <laughs> Matt, here, you're the oldest. Caleb, you're, like, middle, middle. youngest? or yeah, And then Esther, yeah, you're the youngest. Yeah. So, how would you say being the youngest might have, like, might affect how you are today? Because they say that the youngest gets whatever they want, right? That's my understanding. No, That's what I feel it's like. True. I feel like the youngest no, is spoiled, but you I, you disagree. So. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I get like, I mean, my sisters, I like, I get. I don't know if I should say bullied, but not bullied, but you know, like. Since I'm the youngest, they asked me to do most of the things. So, and so I don't think I get everything that I want. All right. 
What's up? Your next eldest sibling. So, like, you're the youngest, the second young. Like, how much older is your next sister from you? Mm, two, two years old. Two years, okay. And then, how much older is your oldest sister? Oh my, um, my eldest sister. She mm -hmm. is, I think, nine, eight or nine, nine. or ten or ten. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. I. That's okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I just know some siblings. I think of one of my previous interviews, I was talking to a guy who was the youngest, um, and he was like one of those uh, surprise kind of children. I mean, parents still <laughs> love you, but, you know, surprise. <laughs> uh, and I think the bro his next eldest brother was like four years older than him, and then like his eldest eldest brother was like 15 or 20 or something. I was like, dang. So I was just curious on that gap because you mentioned that you had a lot of siblings. So um, would you say, because uh, Caleb, you have, you're like kind of middle-ish. You have, I think, like yeah, an I, older I brother have... and a sister and a younger brother. Well, go on. You know, you'll say, go on. <laughs> I have five siblings. So I have five two siblings. older brothers, two older brothers, an older sister, sister. and then one younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I knew you had the two older, two younger, your third oldest. So... Like what? I guess Esther. What are the names of your siblings? And then Caleb. What are the names of your siblings? Mm, my eldest sister is her name is Mimi, and the second Mimi. one, is, yeah, is mm. Naomi or Rebecca, and the third one is Dorcas, and the fourth one is Blessing, and I'm the fifth one, Esther. Esther, the best one, right? Yeah, <laughs> she knows how it is, and then Caleb will probably say he's the best one, but we all know. Okay, sure. But so Caleb, your siblings, it goes, and then just kind of rat, shoot them off for me. Yeah. So from oldest to youngest, it goes Benjamin, Andrew, Michaela, then me, and then Darby and Josiah. Okay. Have I met Benjamin before? He was at your wedding, I assume. Yeah, he's at okay. my wedding, and he's been around Lake Center a few times. He used to live okay. in North Carolina, um, okay. and he just moved up to Ohio, Ohio, I think, maybe like three years ago. That makes sense. Because um, I knew I've met yeah. like Andrew and all your other siblings, but I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. But I was like, I, I feel like I've kind of seen him around and stuff, but, you know, oh, siblings, there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How was uh so Esther growing up? Were you public, private, homeschool, any of that? Like, what was going on with that? Um. Well, in India, we don't have like um. Well, homeschool is not very famous. So like, I'm I went to public school. Okay. Yeah, the public school, public English speaking school. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so how does it? Because you specifically said English speaking school is there public Indian speaking schools or other language speaking mm -hmm. schools as well or yeah like in India there are a lot of like dialects and you know so English is English speaking school is not common okay um yeah Okay, no, that's fair. I'm just curious on yeah. the how schooling works over in India because obviously our cultures are probably significantly different and similar in certain ways. And 
And then Caleb, you were our you were a homeschooler, right? You went to Lake Center, which was private school, but you kind of went back and forth between the two, right? Yeah, so I went I was homeschooled, like home homeschooled till fourth grade, and then at fourth grade I joined like a homeschool group. Um okay. and then it, but it was pretty organized, so it's kind of like a small Christian school. It's mm. it was called Heritage. And then I did Heritage, heritage. from fourth Yeah, I did Heritage from fourth grade up until um, junior high, and then in high school I went to Lake Center Christian School. Hmm. Did you like Lake Center at first? Um, honestly, I was like really dragging my feet. I didn't want to go. I wanted to go to Hudson, but um, my grandparents decided to pay for me, and how could you refuse? How could you refuse that? Um, so I was, I, I actually ended up being really blessed at Lake Center and, and it ended up being a, a really good thing for me. So, gotcha, gotcha. Whenever you started going to Lake Center, you were in some shows and plays and stuff. Cause I feel like you and my sister did a few shows together. Like, how was that? Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good to make so many friends and, uh, to be involved with stuff like that. And, uh, and yeah, I kind of don't sing anymore, so I really miss that sometimes. Really? To, not uh, even just at, like, to be able to sing. Not even at like church or anything. Not, I mean, not not really. Just yeah, like mm. I mean, obviously I sing in the pews and stuff, and but it's yeah, not, sure. not too much. Esther, you're not gonna push him to be like a famous K-pop singer <laughs> or anything like that. Well, I mean, I do encourage him, like. Is he's just so busy right now? He like wakes up five thirty a.m. in the morning and then comes back home around like seven. So like we get home around like seven thirty. So it's so busy to even have his own personal time. But I do encourage him like because he loves playing guitar and singing and like writing music sometimes. So like I do tell him like take some days off to yourself mm. and do what you want to do oh, that's totally fair that's totally fair with work and doing all that you said he do you write your own music or anything like that these days or you just kind of play casually whatever's out there well i actually really enjoy writing my own songs um i i wouldn't say that any of them i mean i might have like six that i would maybe be okay sharing with people but sure. most of them are kind of just things that i you know just play around and and find something that i like and sounds good to me and then play it for esther and that's about it that's as far as it goes <laughs> that fa so. that makes sense fair enough you gotta gotta serenade esther or whatever if i even <laughs> use the right word <laughs> so I guess going back, I'm going to talk more about the plays and stuff, but Esther, to finally touch up on what we were talking about earlier, because I want to hand the mic off to my co-host about plays and stuff. So, uh, But the douchebag thing. So to answer your question earlier, so douchebag. Caleb, I don't know if you remember this, but do you, do you remember why I started calling you douchebag? I actually don't. I just maybe figured that that was just who, I don't know who I was to everybody. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. So. Oh, no. So I think it started, if I remember correctly, I don't remember what year or anything, but it was in high school. It it wasn't like a preconceived, I think I just ran into you in the bathroom, and I just out of nowhere just started doing my routine, I guess. I was just like, well, 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 if it isn't the village 
douchebag. And it just oh. I think it just stuck from there. I don't know. It was from the play. Yeah. So I think I just kind of bullied you. Yeah. I think I just bullied you and then got everyone else on board and they called it they called you <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually that actually is uh that's really stuck to me throughout my life and, and really it's really cut really deep. I, I'm, I'm it really probably uh, has. I, I, would, yeah. I admit I, I'm, oh no. Well I'm know. totally kidding. Totally oh, kidding. Totally oh, kidding. It makes sense, I'm sure I've and uh at work the other day. Actually yeah, I don't know, maybe it was today. They uh no wait, it was today, yesterday. They uh, showed us a TED Talk, and it was this guy talking about leadership. And it was talking about how the key leadership moments like leadership, we tend to overemphasize and say, oh, to be a leader, you have to change the world, when in reality, leadership is just kind of changing things on more of a local level or things that you actually interact with one-on-one. And he said an example of leadership is sometimes you just do things and you don't even remember doing them, and it impacts people. And the guy in the TED Talk told a story about how he was, I think he was like in college. There was this one girl who was thinking of, who was going to college, like kind of that getting started uh, prep beginning week or whatever. They were going to go into school and like they were in line about to do something. And she was kind of starting to feel like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to leave. He's like about to talk to her parents that she's going to leave. But then she saw this guy walking out of the student union or some building dressed in some ugly hat, carrying a bunch of lollipops, trying to maybe raise money or awareness for something. And the guy was walking down the line, handing lollipops to people. And he finally got up to this girl and this guy standing behind him. And the guy handed the lollipop to the guy and said, sir, I'd like to ask you to hand this lollipop to this beautiful woman or this beautiful girl standing in front of you. And I guess the guy blushed really much. And um, I forget exactly what, but I think he was like, oh, and like, then he finally gave it to her. And then then the guy looked at his parents like, see, you're not even doing a good job. Your daughter's already accepting candy from strangers and he hasn't even started college yet. And it was like, just that little moment right there. I don't even know why it impacted her, but she was just like years later, she was talking to him and saying that one moment right there. I don't know why, but just kind of encouraged me to stay in college and like push it out. And I guess her and that guy that blushed, they went and got married and he invited. But the point is the guy said that that lollipop moment, he was like, I don't even remember doing that. So it's kind of crazy how like in life we can do things and people, you don't even remember doing it. It's like, Oh, I, didn't even realize I impacted that person that way or in the case of you and the douchebag it's like oh well hey you know I didn't even realize I just ruined this person's life so (laughs) you know that kind of stuff happens so that's where that was going yeah Yeah, sometimes was ruined yeah so oh there's a flip side to it there's a flip side so there's always a positive and negative so so, Matt, you had an audience question you were going to read off for me or something? Uh, I do. Uh, so this one's from Hallie Cole. This question's for Caleb. What was your favorite player musical that you performed in high school? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Why? Uh, because it was very meaningful to me and to my family. And I was really grateful to be able to uh, perform that specifically for my grandmother um, who Aww. who had – who had lost somebody very dear to her uh, from suicide. And uh, the story really deals with his his suicidal thoughts 
and um, and how he overcome or over overcame that, and how he got help, and how um, he ultimately found Christ and uh, was saved from that situation. So that that story just meant a lot to me, and I think that because it meant so much to me, it was able to um, relay through me to the audience. Um, and I was just, I was just really blessed to be able to, to be a tool to be used for, for the encouragement of others. Um, so yeah, that was definitely my favorite play. So and it, from was, that... and it was, it was a lot of fun too. It was just a, a ton of fun to be with everybody, to be singing with everybody and, and, uh, a, a lot of great, great, uh, people in the cast. So, yeah. So from that play, you, uh, mentioned uh finding christ and all that so for our audience could you give a brief synopsis uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, it's a wonderful life well it's a pretty old show so <laughs> if you missed you it, should you definitely go it. see it <laughs> yeah so a uh, spoiler alert but anyway could you give a brief plot synopsis and how it tied into what you just stated because not every like maybe some people may have seen it they just forget so how does that all tie in yeah, definitely. So, I I'm it was it's been a while, so I don't know if I'll get all the details right. But that's I fair. Think he that's was, fair. He was some sort of uh, businessman, and it follows his life, and he's taking care of his family, and he's trying to do the best he can. I think he worked at a like either a bank or a loan. Yeah, like it was a bank. Loans or, yeah, and yeah. um, and basically the 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 economy collapsed and he was not able to support his family and all of this pressure and, and weight of um, the town kind of rested on his shoulders because, you know, he was responsible for everybody in the town, everybody's money. And so all of this weight and all of this um, expectation was crushing him and he had no way out and no way to, um, to cope with that. And he had nobody to help him and, and he didn't really seek help. Um, and then, you know, so he was actually, the, I guess the, the, the whole plot or the, you know, the climax of the story is when he's on the bridge and he's thinking about jumping off. Um, he really, yeah, I think he like sends up one last prayer to God, like if you can hear me, um, I really need your help right now, or something along those lines. And then he, God sends an angel down and helps him out of the situation. So, um, and then he's able to to get through it and. And with the angel's help, he's able to to realize that there was there was good right after the bad. And if you can just stick through it, the tough times, there's, there's always good times. So good always wins. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. The so just to tell you how old the show is, uh, it's a wonderful life because you mentioned the banks and all that. So it's a wonderful life takes place a lot during the Great Depression, specifically. Uh, I want to say Black Tuesday. I think is the name of the day. But anyway, I remember in my uh, one of my economics classes I took, they actually played the scene from It's a Wonderful Life because the scene in which the people run into the bank collecting their money was a very good um, uh, illustration. Yeah, good, good, good use of words there, Matthew. Uh, closer on the mic next time. Uh, no, you're doing great. Um, illustration of when the Great Depression hit because. Now, these days, uh, your money is guaranteed if your bank is FDIC approved. 
uh, your money is guaranteed up to $250,000. However, that wasn't the case back then. So the reason why people were all rushing to the bank to get their money out is because if a bank collapsed, all the money you gave to that bank, you basically lost. So that's why older people will hide their money under their mattresses because they don't trust banks. Yeah. Uh, and that's why people were running into the banks to collect their money because the way a bank makes money is that whenever you go and give a bank the give a bank your money they will go and actually invest your money in other things so that's why he was begging people not to take their money out of the bank because if they did he would go under cuz the money wasn't there but i mean if people ask for their money back you have to give it to them and he was like give me until tomorrow so he could get some of that investment money back cuz if they he gave it all back then he wouldn't have it there and he'd go under but with the FDIC and all that, that's definitely changed. But back then, they didn't have that safety net. And if a bank went under, it's like, well, I guess you're a SOL. You just lost all this money you gave the bank. So anyway, that's it was definitely a very a different time and like the crushing weight of ec economic stuff and the Great Depression. And, and I remember a, a lot of it, too, was uh, the character George Bailey, I think, was the protagonist's name. Yep, yeah, George Bailey. Yeah, that's George Bailey to me, I think, is one of the songs. And then uh, I remember, uh, I forget the name of the antagonist, but it was Madison Miller. and Potter. Emma, What was it? Potter. Potter, that was it. I remember specifically because it was your sister, Matt Hot. Um, Sarah, where it was like one scene, it was Madison's being pushed because Potter was in a wheelchair and she's being pushed by Emily Schultz, two their best friends, or at least they were. I haven't talked to them in a long time. Um, and it was like Madison's song was like, tell me what you want. I'll make you rich if you like do something with your bank. And then the next scene was like Sarah, Matt's sister, being like, you don't need to be a king to be a, or a castle to be a king. It was like all people. I just thought it was kind of funny. But anyway, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, that was after I graduated. So I was hoping you'd have said like Fiddler or something just because I was there. But hey, you know, I may be biased. Sorry, Wade. Fiddler was there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Esther, were you in any shows or any plays or anything like that? I don't know if you did no. any. No? Yeah. Not even we don't like... have that in India. Oh, really? They don't do that kind yeah. of stuff over there? No, we don't. What, what, we, what... Only, we, we only have like, like, I don't know if that's a show, but like on Independence Day and stuff, we have an event that sometimes we dance and sometimes we sing. That's it. When you say Independence Day, what do you mean? Like we celebrate Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Like, uh... uh I assume it's you. It's different because, like, in the United States, Independence Day is July Fourth. Uh, oh. Independence from the British and all that. I assume Independence is yeah. probably celebrated a little different. So I guess just details on that more of just so our audience can understand the cultural side of that. Um, I don't know how to explain. Uh, That's so fine. like in India, like. August, I guess August 15th. So we celebrate an Independence Day, like from um, the English, you know, mm -hmm. English yeah, yeah, English yeah. rule. That is yeah. correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. So I, I don't over... know how to explain. Sure. 
That's fair. And I mean, that's why we're just having a conversation. I'm not expecting anything of like, oh, historical documentary kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just from your own experiences. Because uh, over in the United States, some ways we celebrate our Independence Day is we'll shoot fireworks in the air or shoot guns and things like that, barbecues oh. and eagles and American America. flags. Yeah, Caleb, I know you're big into the American flag. So I don't know <laughs> if like, I don't like if there's certain um, celebrations or traditions you guys have over in India or I, I'm just, well, I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't generalize India, you know, because every state celebrate differently. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And even, even schools and we all celebrate differently, but we do like, one common thing I guess we do is like sing the national anthem. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I might be like, can I, you sing yeah. it for us? But no, I I don't have a good voice, so no. Why? Could, could, could... <laughs> just fishing for compliments here. Could Caleb sing it for us? <laughs> yeah, sing. No. Yeah, not so easy <laughs> now, is it, Mister? <laughs> All right, so you'll like sing the national anthem. We do kind of that. Do that. Yeah, do kind of that, and then we have like a program. Like, we do mat marching. Do you say marching? Yeah. Yeah, we do marching, mm. and um, we sing and we dance. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, for you growing up, because you said your your father was a missionary or is a missionary or a pastor or like is he? Yeah, pastor. Oh. He is a pastor and also a missionary. Okay. So with traveling around a lot, do you feel like you weren't able to really establish exactly? Because mm -hmm. you said it varies by state. So if you're moving around yeah. a lot, does that make it? Okay. That, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, do you, did you travel much outside of India uh, besides to Japan or like what other, did he, did your father as a missionary pastor, did he go to other countries as well? Um. Yeah, him alone, he went to, like, Malaysia and um, Korea and to, I don't remember where else, but, yeah, he alone, he does. But, like, for us, we move within, like, India a okay. lot from n northeast India to south India. Yeah, so we move okay. a lot gotcha. places. So going through high like, school it's like sorry. every two years right yeah every two years i never stay in the same school for more than two years oh I you never stayed okay i was just yeah. actually about to touch on that a bit because you because on your well just you know i got a facebook stalk people uh i think it said oh. you graduated <laughs> from, i know right you graduated from saint paul high school i think is that what it said right yeah so yeah that's you... in bangalore okay so and that was just the high school you so happened to be at on those two years uh, whenever mm. you graduated, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't graduate high school there. I left like halfway and then oh. I finished my high school in Japan. Oh, okay. Okay. That, okay. That's cool. Uh, how would you like your high school experience? Obviously you were literally all over the place. You know, Caleb may have been <laughs> figuratively more so. I don't know. Um, how do you feel like that may have affected ability to, I don't know, make friends, any of that? Do you feel like that 
did it feel weird? Did you feel kind of unique or did a lot of people travel around? I know mm-hmm. I'm throwing a lot of questions at you at one time. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, it it's nothing new to me because I'm used to it. Like changing schools and meeting new people. Um, I'm used to that. So it's, I don't feel weird or anything like that. But like moving from India to Japan was very challenging because I didn't speak any Japanese at all like when I first moved to Japan. Mm. So that was like very, very difficult. And even like the education system is also very different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a challenge, but I passed through it. Yeah, there there you go. Yeah, power through it. I love it. How would you uh, say the difference between Indian and Japanese is like the language, the dialect, the the writing down of it, because like some languages say like, and I just don't know, uh, like English, for example, has roots in a lot of other languages. And like, how different is Indian from Japanese? Was it a hard language to learn or? Yeah, it is. Like in India, you know, like you don't necessarily have to know how to speak Hindi to like explore, I guess, or uh-huh. to communicate with people. English is like the first language, I would say, and then Hindi's like the second. Gotcha. So, but Hindi. in Japan, okay. yeah. But in Japan, like if you don't know how to speak English, oh, I mean, sorry, Japanese, it's like very, you're like, I don't know how to explain it, like stupid. You look stupid. Kind of illiterate and all that, yeah. Yeah, and but like Japanese language is very different from Hindi too. Like, gotcha. I, yeah, it's like completely, completely, they're very different. That Nothing makes similar. So, how would you rank your? Because uh, I assume you're at least trilingual at this point, maybe quadlingual or a million lingual. Uh, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, you said that you sp- you obviously know how to speak English. You speak Hindi. Uh, and J- Japanese, I would like, from my understanding, how would you rank your uh, language ability? Like you'd say, this is my best language I can speak the best, and then going down from there. Ah, uh, you know, like it's so difficult for me because before, okay, so when I was in India. I do speak other languages too. So like English was not my, not the main language that I spoke. Yeah. Okay. But sure. like, um, after, um, entering TCU, like my university, the only language that I spoke was English. Hmm. And then being with Caleb, I only, you know, we converse in English too. So like, I am having hard time like twisting my tongue to speak other languages back. Like for some reason, after knowing how to speak English fluently, I have hard time speaking like my mother, like tongue and my father tongue, like as fluent as I used to be. And even mm-hmm. Japanese, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I, it's, I think maybe like, I know I'm bad at English, but English would be my first mm. and then um the second would be my mom's and then um what's your mom's called 
Um, my my mother is called um, Palam and Daisun as well. So um, and my dad is um, Mara. So after that, I think Japanese and then other small small Indian dialects and then Hindi would be the Burmese. Oh. I understand. So yeah, I understand. All right, understand. sounds good. So how many languages is that? What was that, Caleb? No. I was just asking how many languages that is. Uh, English, Japanese. I I guess like three main language, because I I wouldn't call like small dialects as a language, is it? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> More than I can do, so sure. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, that's that was definitely more than I was bargaining for. I didn't know you knew so many languages. I knew you knew at least a few, but I was like, oh, Esther, Esther knows it all. Well, at least a lot more. <laughs> gives true. she knows more than she gives herself credit for. I'll give her that. That's true. Yeah. So, with my host here, Matthew, uh, Caleb, I don't know. I I feel like I've been talking about stuff I know. What are, what would you say, and even Matt interject, what would you say are some interesting stories from your guys' high school experiences that you may or may have experienced together? I don't know, Matt, if you want to got some on your mind, I don't know. Let's get you two talking well, here. Well, there's two specific ones. Do you, does Caleb uh, remember Jeff Rubin? Our Jeff senior, Rubin. Our, our senior song for English. About the guy oh on the my goodness! Yes, yes. Do you remember wow. that? Yeah, there was like a news article, and we had to make a song about this guy who couldn't hold his his uh, excrements. I don't know. Yeah, his stuff <laughs> couldn't hold it in on an airplane. Was he was he like kicked off or something? Or? Yeah. Well, I thought he like he lost it all on the plane, and there was like a big news article about it, and we had to get up in front of everybody and actually make a song about it. So. So what yeah, was this? Was... What was this news story? I'm sorry. What he just was sent on the airplane and pooped everywhere, or what? <laughs> he, I think he urinated. Urinated. Okay. Oh my. So, yeah. And you sang this in front of everyone? Yeah, we had to practice in front of Mr. Humphrey, which was very entertaining. Mr. Humphrey, <laughs> <laughs> can you sing a bit of this for us, Matthew? Um. It was something like Jeff Rubin, and then after that, I, uh, Caleb probably have to, cause K, it's it's an original by Caleb, so. <laughs> so Caleb should be the one singing this one. No, do, I, do I have to pee when I listen to this or? Wow, wow, Matt, thanks a lot. Oh, is that, is that on national television? We might have to... National television. Or, oh, this is national podcast. podcast. <laughs> Even better. So. So there was that. I don't know. Caleb probably has to help remind remind me of stuff. But um, the Gettysburg trip and just about how the guy used to, the guy that was giving us the tour always said "tur." He's like, "Yeah, we're getting ready to go oh, yeah. next tour." What, what do you mean by Gettysburg trip? Oh, so in high school we had these things called mini terms, and uh, this was basically the week before spring break. Students could you know sign up for different activities vacations whatever they wanted uh camps and um we did brian luton's uh historical 
trip. Our history teacher, our, yes. Our history teacher and uh, high school history teacher. And um, we went to Gettysburg. We went to a lot of the sites from the Civil War. And uh, it was quite an experience. It was quite wild. And uh, <laughs> I just I just remember the guy kept saying, yeah, we're getting ready to go on this tour. And uh, went to Hershey, too. Mm. And, um, Eat lots of chocolate. So, Caleb, what's, what's some things that you remember? Well, I, I remember on that trip, one, it was it was a blast. And two, um, there were some people on that trip who caused a lot of trouble. And so they caused so much trouble that we, like Matt and I, could virtually Steve. get away with pretty much anything. And we wouldn't even, I mean, because the trouble to us is nowhere close to the trouble that these other kids were getting into. So we could pretty much do whatever we it was it was fun. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. We were pretty much unsupervised and flying under the radar cuz there were a lot of other kids who were uh misbehaving. We literally so. we we protested ice cream. We stayed on the bus. Everybody else went and got ice cream and I think me and you and maybe my sister we all stayed on the bus and wait till everybody got back, so that's exciting. <laughs> like, what what kind of trouble did these other people get in? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what what would Where they have start? done? Well, Where to okay. Start? So, so you've got Dennis Scott and Aaron Schultz in whoa, the whoa, same whoa, whoa, hotel whoa, whoa. room. Oh, wait. That... Th this is two different years because Matt wasn't on the one. I know what you're talking about. This was my senior year that you're referring to, but Matt oh, wasn't am I on getting that yourself one. mixed up? We can talk about that year. I I know exactly. Like oh, I don't know. I'd really detail. like to hear Caleb's take on the DC trip. The DC trip? Are you talking about the oh, one it, where? Oh, the, I'm getting them mixed up. My memory's yeah, There was some trouble on that one. I was around for that one. Uh, but the one that Matt was on, that was a little after my time. But please, Caleb, what what do you know about that? You were on that. I actually trip. don't. I actually don't know much. I just know that. Oh man, I I heard just rumors basically, so I really don't even know what really That's happened. Fine. I don't even I don't pay attention to what you know what I hear through the grapevine because that's you know, what I would say too. Most of the time, not true. So, hmm. but I I knew that the the focus of the teachers was definitely not on <laughs> on me. <laughs> so. No. So what happened there was a few of the guys. Since we go went to a small private Christian school. Uh, private school, they tend to monitor things a little more than they would at a public school and make a big... Like, public and private school, I would say that there are... I mean, people still mess around and stuff in both. Uh, public school, you can definitely get away with more. They definitely monitor different kinds of things. Uh, like, I don't know. I just feel like certain priorities are a little different from school to school if that makes sense so like on a private school whenever you go on these said many terms these trips they will kind of probably put like they'll probably hire like maybe security to watch out so people don't sneak out of the hotel or hotel rooms or anything like that whereas a public school they might just yeah whatever i'm not sure i didn't i didn't go to public school so i know nothing but anyway in this case uh there was this trip they hired some kind of security person to keep an eye on things um, and s a few things happened on this trip that I'm referring to. Totally different trip. Um, and uh, some guys from my class, uh, they wanted to head out or leave their room, so they went out, talked to the guard, and at first they're like, hey, uh, can you go? And I forget if they were like, 
get us something from buy us something from the I think there's like a vending machine they're like oh can you go buy us something from the vending machine so like okay yeah sure I'll go do that and then while I was doing that they like snuck out to the other room not too big of a deal but I think they like went back and forth and then one thing led to another where they wanted to sneak out again and instead of trying that they went out the window and then snuck outside around to the person's window at this hotel so that was something um, and I'm sure there's a few other things, but that was kind of the big thing. Again, it's not like life or death stuff, but things that kind of upset teachers. That was my understanding of it. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than I got, but... And Brian Luton took it to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, my gosh. Were you there <laughs> oh, for that, that part? Was awesome. I was, that was right there. Yeah, that was, that was something. I got it on film, too. I at think least it was part the Jehovah's it. Witnesses, was it? It was Jehovah's Witnesses. Because yeah. the thing with... And, Caleb, you can attest to this as well. But the biggest thing I remember from it was the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, for those of you who are Bible scholars here, uh, John 1.1. 1, 1, um, uh, it's like, in the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, with God and the Word was with God. God. Um, and that goes on, the Word became flesh. But in that verse where it's like, the Word was God, Jehovah's Witnesses will add the word a, where it's like, the Word was a God, whereas you're typical protestant and even catholics will just say the word was god uh, by adding that a you kind of make it uh not as potent and i'm not exactly sure on all the implications sorry i just dropped some but anyway long story short there's a big debate on whether the original had the the word a in it and then mr luton starts quoting greek out of nowhere and i was like holy moly <laughs> so the dude uh, has the entire bible memorized back a base in, in probably three different languages Aramaic, oh my goodness. Greek, yeah. hebrew english esther comes in here flexing all the languages she knows mr luton comes out flexing his og greek and ancient hebrew is like holy moly so i don't know going from uh more of a missionary standpoint. You both met each other in Japan. Uh, Caleb, you were there on a missions trip. Esther, were you there to study or were you there for missions as well? No, I was not there for mission. I was there actually because in my culture, the youngest of the family stays with the parents. Okay. And I'm the youngest, so that's why I went there because oh. my parents, my father, um, was um, a pastor in a church mm -hmm. over there. So, gotcha. Do your parents have like dual citizenship or anything like that, or do you guys just go between countries more fluidly? I'm just curious because I mean, as you say, he's a missionary, but I was just curious on how some of that may have legally worked uh, out. Yeah, he no, not dual citizenship. He only have an Indian citizenship. Okay, and, that. Yeah, same with me too. Gotcha. Okay. Is it expensive to travel between countries over there? Mm, like from India to Japan, or yeah, yeah. Or, I I guess yeah, it is. It is okay. It is expensive, yeah, especially like from Northeast India to get to Japan. It's like we have to travel by train for days and then after that from there because they're like we don't have airport everywhere in India mm. I don't sense. know maybe it might it might have changed now but 
when I was in India, there were not a lot of airports. So like we'd have to travel to a state where there's an airport mm, gotcha. and from there we, yeah, travel. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So. We're all fairly young. So I assume it's probably pretty similar since you've last been there. I don't know. I can't speak to that, but it's probably still similar. Um, so Caleb raising, like getting over to Japan, how easy was it to, raise funds for that and get over there because you were actually just kind of what made you feel like you wanted to go over there like you're just like oh japan because you had traveled somewhere in europe was it brussels the year before and then you wanted to go to japan the following year is that right did i get that right yeah so you, you did your homework wow um i so... just remember that off the top of my mind believe it or not because i remember we had talked wow. about it yeah, so my parents, my parents actually hosted missionaries um, who were on, I guess, kind of like furlough is what you might call it. But these missionaries stayed a few weeks in our house, and they were from Japan. And I was 10 years old at the time, and I was listening to these missionaries talk about their experiences. And I really just kind of fell in love with Japanese culture from that young age and kind of made a promise to myself, like, one day I'll, I will meet these missionaries in Japan. And, um, and then I kind of, I went through my life and at one time I was bound and determined to go into the Navy and, and then, you know, had a knee injury that kind of thwarted that plan. And, and it, when, when I was kind of like at the end of my rope, like, well, none of my ideas, none of my plans are working. God, what do I need to do with my life? Um, I, 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 I didn't hear his words, but I kind of felt it in my spirit. I, if that, that might sound weird to people who don't know what I'm talking about, but I really did. And I, I felt that uh, a calling to Japan. Um, so I really didn't know how to get there or what to do. Um, but I trusted that, you know what, he's, he's been with me this all my life. He's never steered me wrong. I need to, I need to be faithful to uh, what I know is right and what I know that he's calling me to do. So I um I talked to my church and they they hooked me up with this organization called MTW, um, which is Mission to the World and it's the Presbyterian Mission Arm, and that mission arm is pretty well funded and they they have a pretty good system where they um, they'll arrange for your travel documents and your insurance and the visa process and get it all pretty much taken care of for you, uh, make it really easy for you. And, um, and it's relatively, you have to gain support and you have to earn support, or not earn support, but ask for support. Um, and so I did that and I raised money for it. But actually when I applied though, going back a little bit, when I applied, I was, I think I was only like 15. And they said, you, look, you're really young to, to be going on your own to Japan. And so they sent me, that's where they sent me to Belgium first. And so I went to Belgium on kind of like a training um, to get my feet in the water and to see, you know, to see if, if one, if the organization thought I was going to be okay. And then two, if I thought I was going to be okay. So can I get my feet wet? And, um, and we did some ministry in the streets of, of Brussels, Belgium, and, um, and, you know, like going to the parks and handing out, um, necessities and, and hygiene care supplies and praying for people and, and cleaning the streets and cleaning, uh, like taking trash out. Um, so I did that for, um, I think it was about a month and a half in one summer off of school. And then after that, I went to Japan the next year. I applied again 
they approved me this time. I think it was 17. And then I went over there for two months on a missions trip. And that was over a summer as well. Um, so then I came back to high school and then um, basically started saving up for two years, saved up to be able to go again on my own terms without raising support to be able to go to school. So I, I ended up saving up, um, I think it was 5000 And then my grandparents helped me out with um, another 5000 to be able to get there, to be able to do the first trimester. And then um, I did the first trimester in, in Tokyo Christian University, and that's where I met Esther. And, um, and we, we met, she was in her, I think she was in her junior year, and I was just starting off as a freshman and realized, wow, I really like this girl. And I, I'm very serious about this relationship and I, you know, I want to, I want to marry her. Um, so I need to figure out, you know, because I'm paying for my way to go to college basically, and I need to figure out how I'm going to support her. Um, and so I ended up making the decision to go back to the U S to work, um, and to save and to prepare a place for her to be able to come live with me in the States. Um, and so that's kind of where we are now. We got, we got married in August of last year, and, and now we're we're here. Oh wow! You definitely covered a lot of ground there, Esther. Were you about to say something? No, no, no. I was just agreeing with him. Oh, okay. Sorry, I did. Sometimes I'll start talking. And I'll cut people off like I did earlier to Caleb whenever he was <laughs> going to give you the broken roads. Um, so. Your first trip to Japan, I remember uh, you mentioned raising funds and stuff. Um, you said that you had some external sources. That was uh, 2015, if I remember. Um, and the reason I remember that is because I remember 2015, that was when I graduated high school. Uh, I remember helping with a <laughs> with like a car wash or something. Uh, you remember that, where we did that all-guys yeah. car wash? Did that actually help much? Or I, I don't know. I just remember going and holding the sign no, and it, then I, I took off. I think it, I actually think it really did. I think it came up with I think maybe like 20, 20 to 25% of the funds. Oh, so it really? actually really, it really helped. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, obviously pe there were people that came not because they, they wanted their car washed, but because they knew what it was for. Sure. And so they came, they came prepared to spend, you know, a hundred dollars on a car wash. So that was, that was pretty cool. And I actually, I think I still owe your mom a car wash. Yeah, I think because you do. We were so we were so backed up. We were like twenty cars backed up, and she didn't have time to wait. Um, and we had we had like a lot of guys there. There were probably fifteen guys, mm -hmm. uh, but we were so backed up. And uh, and she said, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll come back later, or maybe you'll just owe me a car wash. And she didn't come back, so I think I owe her a car wash. Yes, yes, you do. I totally forgot about that. Now that we're talking in podcast form, now if she listens to this, she will She's know gonna, that you. Yeah. yeah you are gonna have to come down to Florida. <laughs> oh gosh, I was thinking more of like you coming up here, but hey, you know, maybe. So I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, because I remember that car wash. It was just like all guys, because typical car wash is like females dressed in almost nothing, and it's like you. What pull car washes like, do you go to, Wade? Yeah. <laughs> the ones with machines. Uh, <laughs> where it's like that and then you pull up it's like all these guys it's like all right well, let's do this it made me think of uh if you've ever seen the movie dodgeball before i can't, i don't think i've seen the full movie but i think i've seen that scene the scene yeah so where, ben stiller. uh yeah yeah where well ben still was i remember the it being guy. very disturbing 
it was. Uh, but this car wash scene where it's like, uh, yeah, it starts off with all these like very attractive, scandalously dressed females, and it like pans over to our protagonist. And it's like average Joe. <laughs> so it just made me think of that. Uh, so your trip to Japan. I know you jumped. Your story definitely covered probably the synopsis of where I'm going with all of this. Uh, what would you say your first trip to Japan? Like, give me a rundown on that. And did you actually meet Esther on your first trip to Japan? You went no. there twice. No, actually, I did not. No, okay, all right. No, yeah. Um, so I went the first time, and actually, that mission trip, um, I'm st- I think I'm still kind of learning from that mission trip because that that really the, the first mission trip that I went on to Belgium was everything you could ever hope a mission trip would be. I mean it was it was stretching, it was um, just it was a growing time, very fulfilling for not only me but the people I was with and just a really good time of enrichment and getting to know people there, getting to know people in the community, praying for people and really um, it just learning about the culture, learning about um, Belgium and the people there and what they cared about. And so, so many great things. And then when I actually came to Japan, I, I kind of got thrown into a frying pan. And, um, and there, it was not easy. It was, it was not easy at all. I volunteered at a church, and the church, um, you know, I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm still learning about this because I'm still kind of mulling it over in my mind about what truly went on in that church. But they kind of, kind of chewed me up and spit me out in a way. And so? I know it's really harsh. It's really harsh to say, but they, I feel like they didn't, um, there wasn't a lot of, oof, this is hard because there wasn't a lot of supervision and they kind of expected you to, to know what to do and to just do what needed to be done mm-hmm. without any instruction on, you know, letting you know what needs done. Yep, yep. So we're we're kind of like left alone to fend for ourselves to figure out one how to live in Japan, and then two how to actually be helpful, and um, and there I'm I'm just gonna be totally real. There were there were some people who, um, who went out and got in some trouble, and and I was part of that group and I was hanging out with those people. Um, there were, there were, you know, I could make excuses all day, but that was not the right thing for me to be doing, and I definitely made some bad choices. And um, there was a combination of some, some really stupid choices on my end, and then also uh, just really lack of, uh, a lack of coordination or, or organization on their end. And then, I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff happened. So I, I learned a lot of really valuable lessons um and i have some opinions about missions trips now that maybe maybe might be controversial to many christians and what they would think but um but yeah i'm still kind of like i said i'm still kind of mulling that whole thing over uh, because that was a lot that was a lot to process so so um, two two follow-up questions on that and you don't i guess the first one answer as you will don't what do you mean by trouble? Like, like you got out and like got in trouble with the law or something, or is that something that may be kind of? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. It's, 
Um, it was, oh, I'm getting a little antsy here because I'm still kind of like, I don't know, it's still, it's still kind of in my mind. Maybe I haven't, I don't know, maybe I haven't dealt with it or not. I don't know. But it was drinking, and it was, uh, it was like, I just remember drinking one drink and thinking this is wrong and being so, like, kind of moved in my spirit that, that, that this is not what I should be doing right now. And, um, and then we ended up getting caught, and it kind of got blown out of proportion, but at the same time not because it really is a big deal, and you shouldn't, obviously, you know, missionaries should not be drinking underage in Japan. That's horrible. What's the um, drinking age so in Japan? The drinking age, I believe, is 20, and I think I was 18 yeah, so or you 19. Were not, so you were not I was 20 under, at that time, I can guarantee you I, was, I was underage for America, too, so I, was, I, yeah. mean, I had no, no business doing that whatsoever. Well, the U.S., um, it's 21, so... Yeah, I was... Uh, I don't know where my head was at. Definitely not the brightest, brightest moment of my life. Not something I'm proud of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the lessons I learned is, one, when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, you got to follow through. You cannot ignore that. And mm -hmm. I did, unfortunately. So I learned that lesson the hard way. And then, two, um, you really got to be careful about who you hang out with. Um, People say that all the time, but it's really true. That can that can really that can really have an impact on on you and and where where you should be. Um, yeah, I know. So those are those are probably the two biggest lessons I learned from that. Uh, um, obviously, obviously, a lot of other stuff happened too. That wasn't like the only only thing. That was the only trouble that I got in, but sure. that wasn't the only like. Um, uh, upsetting or I guess difficult thing about that trip. There were a lot of other things. Gotcha. Well, and I mean, relationships is very key that you pay attention to who you're hanging out with and associating with, and I guess even choosing who to marry. Cause I mean, uh, relationships, I remember hearing once, I don't know, Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but it's like, if I took the five people that you hung out with the most, I could nail down your personality. They say, I remember actually before some kid I knew that was going off to college back in August, I remember telling, like just giving the advice and even just those listening now, it's like them to me, it's like be careful who you associate with because it's like they determine who you are because it's like whoever you associate, like everyone you interact with, you kind of change them and they change you just slightly. They affect you. So it's like the people you associate with, it's so critical because, I mean, as humans, we are all open to i guess influence from external sources and even as you two have probably noticed is that you two have probably changed each other in ways that you may not have realized i don't know i've never been married before so at least to my knowledge so how would you say because you both didn't meet each other on your first trip but you met each other on your second trip right caleb yes okay honestly i did not know that honestly i kind of I don't think I've like really ever talked about like whenever you came back from your first trip and then you really wanted to go back to Japan a second time. Like, honestly, I don't think I've ever told you this, but one thing I had in the back of my mind, it's like, oh, let me guess. He met Esther on his first trip and was like, I'm in love with this girl. So now I have to go back to Japan and marry her. But I guess that actually is just a 
misconception that I never really looked into or really. I don't that say that really would be like, really romantic. I know that I was hoping for some like big romance story here or somewhere. It's like, oh, <laughs> I met her the first time and I had to go back. You know, could write a story on it, but I guess that's not true. I I, I guess nope. I never really talked to you about that, but it's just something I kind of assumed, but obviously was a wrong assumption. Uh, so you two met on your second trip at TCU or Tokyo Christian University. Uh, Esther, what did you what did what did you study there? Like. Um, theology. Theology, okay. And then Caleb, did you study mm -hmm. theology as well, or were you like a business yeah, it's, kind it's, of it's thing? The same no, they actually, uh, no, it wasn't business. I thought there was going to be business classes available, um, but it turns out they're all in Japanese. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, hey, you know, theology is a good major as well. Yeah, because you at least I was going to ask if you could minor in business, but. Sorry, I, I have a Bible minor, so that kind of counts, right? Did you both uh, finish at TCU? Because Esther, you graduated, right? Caleb, did you ever get around to graduating? Nope, not yet. That's all good. It's a work or wait, Esther, did you graduate? Yes, I okay. did. I graduated there, last year. There you go. Congratulations. That actually is a big <laughs> Thank deal. You. That is awesome. And then Caleb, that's okay. Some people take forever, like... <laughs> One of my previous guests, Michael Hopkins, he's planning on graduating in, I think, May this year. I mean, that's just how it goes. You pick up classes, you come, and you go. Matt here, my co-host, he's planning on graduating in May, but you never cross know. Cross my fingers and toes. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully no surprises. So. Cross, yeah, cross them all and knock on wood because you just never know because college is just weird like that. Heck, I, I'm surprised yeah. I even graduated when I did. I was like, I don't know, my last semester I kind of broke my hand for a little bit. And I was like, I may even be screwed. So, you know, it, it happens. It happens. So whenever you guys first met, you first met at TCU, how – what was your first impression that you had of each other? I'm really curious <laughs> to hear what you say here. Okay. Um, oh, my. Be honest. Okay, I'm going to be real. So my first impression of Caleb was, wow, oh, my gosh, he looks so old. <laughs> he looks so what? Old. So old. Old? <laughs> and like, Wow, he's like all like every Americans, you know, like we have in in TCU and in Japan, like there's a stereotype for American like guys. So I'm like, wow, he's just like every American. That was my first, you know, mm. impression. But um, well, the reason why I said like he looked old is because he had a huge beard and he mm, looked like in, yep. he's in his 30s. <laughs> all um, right. Fair enough. Yeah. But did, did you think yeah, he was, was in his thirties? I thought he was like I thought he had he he would have like kids and stuff and he just came because there I have like classmates who are like thirty years old and like mm. forty years old. So mm -hmm. I thought like he's one of those older student All elder right. student. You know? Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of older people who attend the university. Yeah. Right. Anything so. else on that first impression, or is it Caleb's turn to say something now? Well, that was my first first impression before getting to know him. But sure. after getting to know him, of course, it's different. All right, and we'll talk about how that developed over time. But Caleb, what was your first impression of Esther? Um, 
I thought she was very, uh, well, first of all, really cute. And then second of all, uh, I thought she was very, like, courageous or, or gutsy. Um, because I don't really get, or I don't know, like it's maybe gutsy or crazy. I don't know, but, um, you, she, she came up to me when I was relatively new and she introduced herself and she was like the only, one of the only people who did that. Um, and so I thought that was really cool that she had the, you know, like just that courage to go out and meet new people and be strong and not worry about, you know, because especially in Japan, I feel like most people, most Japanese people, you know, take to themselves and that's kind of reflected in the culture. And, and so you, when you're there, you pretty much, um, become you, like that. you become like that. Yeah. And so most people just keep to themselves and don't really go out of their comfort zone very much to say hi to new people, but she did. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah. Fascinating. So how would you guys say your relationship went from said first old guy, gutsy first impression to, <laughs> hey, I'm going to get on one knee and ask this chick to marry me. And then the other one's going to be like, hey, you know what? I don't think this guy is an idiot for asking me this. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so so <laughs> how would exactly you say how, it went. how I'm, I'm sure it did. I don't know. I wasn't there. Pictures look nice, but I wasn't there. Um, how would you say it developed from where we mentioned to where I was kind of leading it? Do you want to go? Um, you you should go. Okay. Uh, yeah. So from the beginning, we, uh, this sounds so cheesy, but we did, we, we really had a strong connection right away. Um, I kind of, I think we, and we talked about this and we both have felt that we just, we, it's almost like we knew each other. And we, it was like it was meant to be. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's it's almost like we, we've known each other. We've, yeah, we've long. known each It's like it's just right for us to be best friends right now. And we weren't even, I don't even think we were worried about a relationship or anything like that. It wasn't even about that at all. It was like, wow, this person is really cool. She gets me. I get her. We, we understand each other. other. We really like each other. We like spending time together um let's let's hang out and then it became let's hang out again and let's hang out every minute that we can possibly hang out um and so we we hung out a little too much i think because we we ended up skipping classes and i was a bad influence on her in that way but Mm. um but yeah we we, yeah she did she did so i had to get out of her way to be able to do it but she did um but yeah, and, and then that, I think we really, it took, it did not take us long at all. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think both of us were at the stages in our life where um, we were okay. You know, we were, we were trusting in God. We were saying to ourselves, really, you know what, I'm, I'm okay if I'm going to be single the rest of my life. That's, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't really, as long as I'm where God wants me to be, then, then all is well. And then that's kind of when we met and we're like, oh, maybe we should rethink that <laughs> maybe we yeah. we do want a relationship so i think both of us were kind of in that that same zone of you know what i'm just going to focus on what god's want god wants me to do and not worry about getting in a relationship and then uh that's yeah. that's when we met each other 
Yeah. Yeah. We were both like, you know, let's just take a take a risk, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. let's just go for it and see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, there was an element of, you know, it is a risk and opening up yourself to, to someone new after both of us have been burned before. Um, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it was definitely a risk. And, and the, the fact that both of us were vulnerable at the same time and, and ready to be open and to be honest with each other about our pasts and everything, uh, just kind of put it all out on the table right away because we, mm-hmm. you know, we loved each other and we understood each other and we had the comfortability to be able to do that. Um, that really just, I mean, that set the, the tone for our, the rest of our, our relationship and now our marriage. Um, because now we're, we're completely honest with each other just from that day one. We put it all on the table and this is who we are and, you know, and that's, we know and we love each other all the more for it. Gotcha. Esther, what went on in your mind when Caleb finally proposed to you? Like, even on that day, were you like, oh, I see, I, I feel like it's coming and then it kind of hit or did it just kind of sideline you? Well, um we okay so when he proposed the first thing that came to my mind was is my dad okay with this like <laughs> how did you get here i yeah. thought you were in like in like where were you, where did you say you were in like washington I, or something like that yeah something like that and i'm like how did you get here is my dad okay should i say yes <laughs> i'm like okay yes <laughs> <laughs> so did he like so just going back on the moment of engagement, like did he just kind of pop up out of nowhere or? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, um, it was like, I think you went, he went to ask my father, you know, the, for permission to sure. marry me. Yep, yep. My dad, mm-hmm. yeah, took some time and he said yes. And Caleb wanted to surprise me, but my mom, she was like, oh, so Caleb is coming back would you want me to send you anything? And I'm like, what? He's coming back? And I asked Caleb, I'm like, are you coming back? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not coming back. So I was so confused. Mm. And like, I kept texting, texting him like, and he wouldn't respond. And he give excuses like, oh, I'm in like a work trip. And I'm (laughs) like, my phone died, my battery died. But like, he was on the plane coming to, you know, going to Japan. Um, so like, I, I didn't know at all. And like, you know, my friend, one of my friend, he, um, Steve, Steven, he said like, um, he texted me and asked me if I could be a model and I'm like, what? You want me to be a model? And he's like, yeah, I'm taking this, um, entrance, you know, uh, I'm trying to enter to, to this like photography school. And I, I want to, you know, like he'll I don't know something he came up with and I'm like okay but I wasn't so excited about it because Caleb didn't respond to my any of my messages and so I was so down Mm. and that day I didn't even like dress up for this shoot you know I'm like okay fine I'll just go and take a picture and that's it you know you do whatever you have to do and so I went and little did I know that Caleb was there to propose yeah surprise you well, that's the worst when they don't text you back. That's probably my biggest pet peeve is when people don't text me back. So I could see why yeah. going into that, you'd be like, oh, and then yeah. it all changed. The whole, time, 
the whole time I was to Stephen, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Caleb haven't responded to my messages. I hope he's okay. I was even going to text his sister and ask if he's okay, like, you know, if he's still alive, because he didn't respond to my text at all. It's a 16-hour plane ride. Yeah, for 16 hours, you didn't respond to your fiancé. That's like, oh my goodness. Well, you weren't my fiancé at the time. Oh, yeah, not yet. Yeah, Yeah. future fiancé. But still, though, you're in big trouble, mister. So, Caleb, what about your side of the story? Like, you just go up to now dad and be like, hey, like, I like your daughter. (laughs) Oh, that was actually, that was actually really scary. I mean, if you've ever. it should be. It was, yeah, it was really scary. I was, like, hot, sweaty, and shaky. But, uh, but, yeah, so in in her culture, a face-to-face is absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to do. I mean, I guess in our culture too, that's kind of you know you got you want to do a face to face, even if you are. Yeah, I feel like our culture is definitely like a. It's a very good courtesy to follow, but if you don't and you elope, our culture isn't going to exactly diss you for that. Yeah. Whereas other cultures probably will look down upon that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This was like he he was not okay with me calling her like how did this go i mean he was very specific about us being friends and i call her a certain way and like at the before i asked and and then kind of like i think he knew it was coming but he kind of like pretended to not know yeah sure like okay so caleb wanted to talk to my dad i'm sorry no no and 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 i said dad there's someone who wants to talk to you and he's like who is it and i said it's like a guy you know because i never introduced anyone to my dad ever before so he was like okay if you want to talk to me you have to come to to my face and talk to me face to face he i don't want to talk on the phone that's what he said okay now go yeah and this and that point i was still in japan and so i'm like all right so i gotta fly to north carolina where he is and then fly back to propose Hmm. which is so what i ended up doing is flying back um and yeah, and this was all in one week. So in one week, I flew I flew from Japan um, to Ohio. I asked Dale and Brian Carmi if they would take me back into the company that I still work for now, um, that I love. Uh, but anyways, that's a different rabbit trail. But sure. um, and and they said yes, of course, we'll take you back. They were happy to have you back again. And so then. That, that means I lined up a job. So that's step one of being able to propose. I got to have a job. Um, and then went off to get my brother and my dad to help me pick out a ring. Um, so we went to Sam's Emporium in Akron, Ohio, which is a place I would highly recommend. Yep, yep. I know um, Sam's, yep. Yeah, it's a super great place. They're, they're super helpful there. Um, so we picked up a ring. Um, my my brother and I kind of agreed that that was the, that was the ring. Um, and then after that, I flew to North Carolina to meet her parents. Um, I had breakfast with them and I, I wanted to bring it up in breakfast. We were at IHOP and this was the first time I'd ever met them. And I'm about to ask, you know, the, the first you thing I've ever met. You haven't even met them yet. And you're asking, I've never did you say IHOP them. or IHOB? I have, I have. No, I just wanted to clarify. Okay. And uh, and so then I start to ask, and he said no. He's like, don't ask me here. He's like, ask me at home. And I said, oh, okay. And so I don't know why that stuck in my memory, but that really did. 
and then because I was so I don't know, but then so we got back to the house, their house, and then he's like, okay, now you can talk to me and ask me what you want to ask me, and so he yeah he 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 does the whole thing. I didn't have it easy. He drilled me. He asked me a bunch of questions. Ask me why I love her. What I, you know? What my plans are? What about school? What about this? What about that? Um, and I'm you know squirming in my seat, but trying to answer the best that you know. And I I guess he I guess he got it the the fact that I really do love his daughter, and uh, he said yes. So yeah. Um, then after that, I flew. Yeah, I made uh, arrangements for a flight back to Japan right away i think i used the last of my savings pretty much on and then went back to propose to her and then uh spent i think like just a few days in back in japan yeah um three days yeah three days and then went back to work went back to the u.s and back to work so that all of that happened within like a week um it was crazy but it was worth it and i knew what i, I was a man on a mission yeah you know? but <laughs> Very determined. Um, dang, maybe I should have asked your dad, Esther, to be a co-host. No offense, Matt, but yeah. Like, yeah, he probably would do better. Oh gosh, he definitely drill <laughs> Caleb harder. What were you gonna say, Esther? I was gonna say my dad is very funny. So yeah, oh. it would not be. It would not be. Um, it would be entertaining. Gotcha. Yeah. He probably was just a bit more serious in that conversation. So <laughs> fair, which. It's fair. So, um, I guess just going from engagement to wedding day, you guys got engaged. It was like 2018, right? I think I remember it was like sometime in 2018 or something. And I remember Caleb being like, oh, yeah, like, I think I messaged him like, hey, congrats on the wedding or or not the wedding. Oh, you know what? Here, let me put up Facebook. Hey, just wanted to say congrats on your engagement. Thank you, Wade. You know, I mean, I mean. What are you going to do? Write me a speech, you know? So you're welcome. Um, that was, I think I see 2318. So that was quite a while ago. And you guys took about a year and a half to finally do the wedding and all that, which, I mean, is fair. It takes time to do that kind of stuff. So how was preparing for that and, like, the day of the wedding and all that, like, oh details behind that? Crazy. Yeah, crazy is the word. Crazy for sure. Um, So much pressure. No, you can answer, but I'm going to... Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, so let's see. Where do I start? Um, She was still in school when we were kind of planning the whole thing. So she wasn't really... I mean, we tried... She was busy with school, yeah. Yeah, she was busy. She's, you know, working on her senior thesis the same at the same time is also trying to plan a wedding so um and you know their their culture is very specific and particular about weddings and what they should be like um so we were we were all just we were both just trying to it started from both of us wanted just a small intimate you know family style maybe maybe like 20 on both sides maybe something like that oh really Um, okay all right yeah it's it started from that to, well, if we do this, we might as well do this. And then there was some family pressure and yeah. sister pressure and, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. And then all yeah. of a sudden it ended up being this 300 person yeah. wedding with 
a huge venue and everything. So. And, and yeah, like for me, because I'm the youngest in my family, um, like having a small intimate wedding was not like an option, I guess. Mm. My <laughs> uncle and everyone, like they're like, no, 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 no. This is, no, it's like an insult, you know, if we have like a small wedding. Um, mm. So like people from back home, they like you were there in the wedding, right? I mm -hmm. was there, yes. Yeah, you were there. So I, like, I was one of the dancers at one of the yeah, things or whatever. Yeah, you were so good. Oh, thanks. You, were you so probably good. Uh, you obviously weren't watching me. You probably looked at <laughs> no. The, no, 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 no. There's room. a video I saw. I like I I watched everyone like dance. You guys oh, really? <laughs> there yeah. was a video. Okay. Anyway, so did they? Uh, so they appreciated the wedding. It wasn't insulting or anything with the size or anything. Hopefully, right? Right? Maybe. No, no, no. Yeah. The, at the end, it it was like a wedding. I think I would say it's the perfect wedding. Like the leading up to it was so stressful. Like we got so Caleb and I got so thin. Oh, and, I, I seriously lost yeah, like fifteen pounds. Yeah, we mm. he lost a lot of weight and I did too with the senior thesis and like moving to a new country and trying to plan a wedding in a country that I don't even know, you know, like where to get what and where to go. So it was very, 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 very difficult. Um, but I'm so thankful for, you know, friends, like the night before you guys were helping with the, like your sister was helping with the flowers and mm. stuff. Um, yeah, it was really helpful. And, but the wedding day was stressless, right? Is that a word, stressless? Stress-free? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Message communicated, so we'll say it's a word. <laughs> mm. oh, that's awesome. I like to make up English words. <laughs> Same. It is fun. You right, you right. All right, <laughs> so how would you say, and this actually is an audience question. This one comes from Michael Hopkins. And he is asking, oh. how has life been post the wedding and any advice for those in relationships? So let's start with how's life been after the wedding and then if you have any advice following that. Well, mm, it is very challenging, um, but also very fun and rewarding at the same time. I think like every day, I learn, I always learn new thing about Caleb, and what else? No, yeah, I think that's, I, I would completely agree with that uh, 100%, um, and vice versa. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I've never been happier, but at times I've never been more challenged uh, with, with trying to improve myself, and also, yeah, I mean, <laughs> If if somebody has it figured out out there, let us all know. I don't think anybody's totally got it figured out. But um, so I don't even think I'm in, me. You know, I'm not in a place to give great advice or anything. But 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 compromising. Yeah, compromising and and just being honest with each other. Yeah. Well, are we getting into the advice now or what? Are we... No, like no. even with the like even after marriage, like we still have to compromise a lot with, you know. Caleb and I and like figuring things out and we make mistakes along the way and we learn from them because mm -hmm. we do make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. 
Yeah, definitely with, uh, I mean, I've never been married before, but from talking to other married couples, it definitely seems like the ones that last are the ones that are willing to kind of, I don't know if I'd say take on any conflict or any issues that come up, but anything that comes up, you work it out together and, you know, you know what, that's actually a great point. And, and I think that's probably the, the best thing I can say is knowing that the other person loves you and understanding that and, and really trusting in that will, I, I think might be the key. I mean, I mean, obviously we're still young and older married couples. If they listen to this, they'd probably laugh at us. But I think that just really knowing that the other person, and so for me, I know that Esther loves me. And so even though I may not feel it at the time, I know it. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. It's not the end of the world. If we, you know, get in an argument or something happens or, you know, we go through something together or, you know, a family member or something, you know, whatever happens, we've got each other. We both love each other. We know we love each other. That's there. Yeah. And we can, we can just, we can handle anything, you know? So mm-hmm. that's, I think if, if you have that and you know that, I think you're, you're golden. I don't know. It's, it's still not going to be. It's not going to be all sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies. But it's. It is really. It's a blessing. It really is. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, what would you say? Uh, maybe even just starting out relationally wise. Maybe just getting to know people in general. What might be the best question you can ask? someone to get to know them better like between you two like i don't know what would you say might be i don't know why i'm even asking this just something that came to mind um just what what would you say is the best question whenever you're talking to someone and you're like yeah i want to get to know this person better what might be a good question to ask them to help prompt that Hmm. that's a really good question if um no 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 you're thinking I mean, if you, wow, that's actually a really good question. I think from an employer standpoint, um, that's, if you get the answer to this question, you can really do good in interviews and, and figure out, you know, who people are. And so I think the better you can, um, but, oh, sorry, you got something? Oh, I was just going to say, I don't think there's like exactly one question that you can ask to get to know a person, like, like have you know, completely, I feel like you just have to keep asking a lot of questions, like different questions. Yeah, I think that's, I think, I mean, obviously you want to get to the bottom of who they are, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out um, who are you, so maybe, maybe ask like questions about like small little things and how did you handle uh, situations and, um, you know, and then, I don't know, I guess the goal is to get somebody to to trust you to open up to you and for you to do the same back so yeah right i don't know i've got a follow-up question just just one real quick one um can you ask too many questions because sometimes i've talked to i mean girls and i mean sometimes i feel like i've maybe asked too many questions do you think that's possible um, my, my gut says no, but I don't know what you I, think. I don't think, well, depending on the kind of question that you ask, <laughs> but I don't think there's, like, too many questions. Like, if you really want to know, get to know the other person, I think asking questions more about her and also, like, telling about yourself. You yeah, 
It probably also varies whenever I think of it. Um, probably depends on the type of chemistry you build with someone. Uh, one mm -hmm. thing I notice with some people I interact with is I can do anything I can in the world, but if someone's already made up their mind on whether they like me or dislike me, everything mm -hmm. I do is just going to support what they already feel anyway. So yeah. it's like, eh, just kind of take it or leave it. I don't know. That is a good, I think that's also so a I good guess, point. So I guess for in using that, then I would still be old and beardful. Or... I guess. I mean, people can change their <laughs> conceptions yeah. throughout time, but the only person that can make someone think something is that person in of himself. I don't know. I'm working through this as yeah. well because I was like, I don't know why. I just felt like asking that. I also typed it yeah, out too. But, That's a good question. But just like, I mean, just be true, be mm -hmm. honest, be real, mm -hmm. even with the question that you ask. Yeah. And even yourself, like, you know, when you talk about yourself to the other person, you know, be honest. Honesty yeah, is like the main thing that I True, think. honest, and real. That's, mm. I completely agree with those three words. That makes sense. Putting on a charade can kind of be, people tend to see through that. So speaking of honesty, Caleb, I have an audience question here for you. You gotta be hopefully you're honest on this one. Uh, okay. This one, this one comes from Trevor Ranieri, and he's asking, "Who is Caleb's favorite Forever Lawn NEO installer or NEO?" Oh. So you oh, better be man. careful. Mm, this is tough. This is really tough. Why is this so tough? Is it not Trevor? Well, you know, if I say Trevor, then I then I've got other people that are you know hurt by that maybe. Mm. Um, man, darn you, Trevor! Come on. <laughs> I love Trevor. Uh, me too. Yeah, I mean the safe answer is just to say well, no. That's there is no safe, safe answer. I, there's no, chicken answers answer, and there's the real yeah, the, answer. The chicken answer is oh, I love them all equally. Um, but I oh man, okay so. This is true. I like. I you're gonna say it's a chicken answer, but it's it is the truth. Um, you said to answer truthfully, and this is the truth. I like each, so I, I don't really know all of them really well, but the three that I do know well: Wade, Trevor, and Brian Smith. I don't know if I'd call Brian Smith an installer per Wait, se, but who did you say the three were? Someone, Trevor, and Brian. I know Smitty, uh, but who was the other one? Yeah, uh, Wade Yoder. Oh, Wade Yoda. Okay, when you said Wade, I was like, bruh, I, I don't install forever long. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? I, I, no, no, yeah, no, no. I've never met Wade Sorry, Yoda different before. Wade. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we like, bruh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> anyway, go I mean, on. I, I, res I really like and respect all three of them for different things, I think. So, um, you know, yeah, I think I'd have to say it's kind of a, a three-way tie. How good of a soccer player is Smitty? I've never seen him play, but I've heard that he's very good. Okay. I'd like to think he would be pretty good, seeing how he was my soccer coach for a year. But, you know, I'm just curious what you yeah, think think, him. I'm pretty sure he's a head, head soccer coach of Lake Center. So oh, yeah, he's the head good. coach <laughs> now. Dar Taylor yeah. went to Malone. Although Smitty graduated from Malone, and Malone is trash. So, you know, <laughs> go, go Jackets, back to Jackets. So what, but to kind of get to wrap things up a bit here, um, I like to wrap up my podcast. Sometimes I call it a capstone question, just kind of wrap things up before I go into advice. Um, and today's capstone question that kind of came to mind, 
Um, what what would be a good lesson others can learn from looking at how your guys's relationship has developed over time? Just kind of the story behind that and all that. What would you say might be some good lessons people can learn from that? If well, I think if something is good, it's worth doing hard things to make it happen. If that makes any sense. So so if something you. If you really care about something, you're going to do whatever it takes to get it. Yeah, and, and maybe a little step further. If some, And this could be, re- be really to, to any part of life. If something's worth doing, it's worth do- doing right. Mm. Or kind of along the same lines, like if something's, if something's good, usually it's not easy to do. So that sometimes the hardest things to do are the, the best things. And I would mm. say that uh, probably a marriage relationship might be the one of the most difficult things, but at the same time, it's also the best thing. One of the best things, I guess. Mm, So um, if that makes any sense, I I would say for me, that's probably one, one takeaway. All right. Esther. Mm, From our relationship Mm -hmm. is I think like, be honest. That would be the, I, w- I would want other people to like learn from it, I guess. No, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Yeah. To like, before starting any relationship, put everything out on the table, like all your past, everything, you know, don't hide anything. Just let it out. Like everything completely. Like be, you know, yeah. I can say the word, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable, be, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, yeah, that's what I would want other people to. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you, if you hold it in and you don't say everything and it's going to come out later and that trust level is going to go down. So. Yeah. Don't play games. Yeah. Just, no if games. you like it, go for it. No games. No mind games. Especially for girls. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Interesting. So you put everything out on the table. Have you by chance told Caleb what your favorite compliment is? <laughs> Just... <laughs> so going back. All right. So wrapping things up uh, f- from today's discussion, um, and we'll start with Caleb. From today's discussion, or maybe just life in general, I don't know if we touched on what you might be thinking here. If you have one final piece of advice for our audience today, what would it be? Um, Final piece of advice. I mean, the thing that comes to my mind is um, if you haven't made the decision to open your life to Christ, I would say that's the best thing yet anybody could do. Um, And yeah, that's, I mean, that's hands down that everything else it, I'm not saying everything else is going to be sunshine and rainbows, but everything else does fall in, in place. And mm-hmm. um, you'll see what I mean when you make that choice. But yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say that's the best advice I could give anybody is to to know Christ to, mm-hmm. as your personal savior, um, and to have a relationship with Him. So, and uh, if yeah, if you if you want to know what what that's I don't know, you know, just, I guess, find 
find people to be around um, that know, I don't know, I guess, go to your local church. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah. All right, but, sounds good. Yeah, I think you're the first altar call advice that I've ever had. So thank you, Caleb. <laughs> Esther, what advice do you have for us? Um, be real and be, you know, don't pretend. Um, if don't pretend, like just be true to yourself. If people like, don't try to be fake to get other people to like you. Um, just be you. And the right person will like you for who you are. That's a good point. All right. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate your advice. Both awesome advice. Very good advice. Before mm -hmm. we wrap this what up, what's up? What about you? What's your advice? Oh, my advice. Wow, they don't normally ask Both for advice. You. All right, Matt, what advice do you have? I, I got some, I'm sure. Uh, probably kind of to follow what Esther said, just... Uh, don't let your, you know, no matter where you come from or what's, you know, what you've gone through, full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, keep pushing forward and the best is yet to come. Yeah. Hmm. I guess for me, my advice would be uh, one of the greatest temptations in life is to assume that everyone else is capable of what we are as individuals. So, for example, it's like just because I can do such and such, that must mean everyone else must be able to have the capacity to achieve that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just learning that a lot because my job is very managerial and I'm learning exactly like, okay, like I need to teach to certain learning curves of, okay, this person can do only to this capacity or this person does more than I can. Just kind of being able to be open to learning what other people are really capable mm -hmm. of because people are capable of a lot. Uh, people are capable of doing anything but not everything and um, some things better than others. So just kind of understanding that there's the temptation that not ever that like not so much temptation that understanding that not everyone is capable of doing the same things and that people have certain strengths and knowing mm. where to kind of okay you know pushing certain things or even analyzing other people in certain ways saying oh just because that worked for one person i mean even like your guys's relationship is working great now and i assume it will work out well for a very long time um, that's me looking outside. I mean, you guys will figure that out on the day-to-day. -day, but um, it's like just because your guys' relationship works in that way doesn't mean other people's mm -hmm. relationships will work in that way as well. So just kind of understanding that there's that temptation of that, oh, it's easy to look at others and assume like, oh, well, they did it, so so can I. Well, other people try to do it that way, and they fail too. So that's my advice for to the day. Know what you like analyze things individually so wow esther you're the yeah. first one to ask me for advice back normally people don't do that so yeah that's pretty so, that's, cool. yeah. that's, that's a good it's, advice yeah, it's cool but i can also see you trying to dodge the question from earlier but you didn't dodge it this time but so i appreciate <laughs> it all right do you guys have any additional shout outs you'd like to give to wrap this thing up do you what do you have yeah. a shout out oh shout out Shout out to my dog, Chiba. Aww. 
Yay, doggy. What type of dog? What Shiba you said? Chiba. Chiba. Chib Chiba. So yeah. like ch 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 Chiba, you know, like you ever had the Chiba yeah. Chiba pets? Anyway. My mom had a dog named Chiba. That's cool. Oh. Chiba Chiba. It's all so what type of dog is Chiba? He's a mixed breed. Yeah, he's a mixed. best we can figure he's a he's adopted, so adopted. Best we can figure. Mm. He's adopted. uh uh, Jack Russell's Yorkshire Terrier, maybe Scottish Terrier or something. All right. Um, so, yeah, he's awesome. Shout he's out great. to the dog. All right, Caleb. Yeah, I'm gonna shout out to Jake McWhorter. Um, McWhorter. Yes, he is awesome. I hope he's doing well right now. I don't know what he's doing or where he is, but shout out to that guy. He's the best. Your best man. So, yep. He's awesome. So, all right, Matthew, do you have anybody you'd like to shout out to? I'll second the shout out to Jake McWhorter. Hope he's doing well. Um, and my family as well. Your family, look at that. Did you guys have any other shout outs? I didn't mean to cut anybody off. No, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Yep. All, right. all good. Awesome. Sounds good to me. We'll stop shouting. Right. Oh wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, I want to shout out to your sister. My sister? Morgan. Oh. Yes. Well, and then I miss her. Oh, yay. Well, I'm, I am I haven't talked to her in a few days, but I'm sure she misses you guys, too. It has been a while. I think we last saw you guys yeah. at your wedding, so it definitely yeah. is that there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sure she'll appreciate that, too, whenever she listens to this later. Either that she'll be <laughs> roller eyes, be like, why the heck is Esther shouting me out? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. It was awesome, awesome discussion. Thank you, Matthew, for being my fellow co-host today. And it's been awesome to be yeah. here. Oh, it's awesome having you. Thank you, Caleb, Esther, for being guests. And thank you, guys. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you to my audience for listening today. It was great kind of having you listen in on this conversation. And, well, like always, have a nice day.